I'm Virginia Allen, and this is the Daily Signal Top News for Friday, February 23rd. Here are today's headlines. CBS News laid off 20 reporters last week. Among them is investigative reporter Katherine Herridge. Heritage's termination came as a surprise to her colleagues at CBS, according to multiple reports. She's an acclaimed reporter. But even more questions were raised this week when it was discovered that not only did CBS fire Heritage, they also reportedly seized her files, records, and her computer that contains privileged sources. The question is why, since current and former CBS employees say they can't recall the company ever taking such steps before, according to reporting from The Hill. A report from The New York Post indicates that Herridge may have been fired because she was investigating the Hunter Biden laptop story. As The Hill puts it, she was pursuing stories that were unwelcomed by the Biden White House and many Democratic powerhouses. In addition to investigating the Hunter Biden laptop story, She was also investigating the special counsel Robert Hur's report on Joe Biden's failing mental health and the Biden corruption scandal. A CBS spokesperson pushed back on concerns about CBS seizing the reporter's files. That spokesperson told The New York Post that we have respected her request to not go through the files. And out of our concern for confidential sources, The office she occupied has remained secure since her departure. It's worth noting that Herridge is also at the center of a First Amendment case. She was ordered by a judge to reveal a source on a piece that she wrote about a Chinese-American scientist. She has refused to give up the name of her source. Also of concern here is that Herridge used to work for Fox News, And CBS now may have the files and confidential information from her time there as well. This situation is of huge concern to all journalists who regularly are given source information in confidence with the understanding that only they and their editors will have access to that information. If sources can't trust journalists to keep their information confidential, then why would they risk sharing it? Stay tuned on this situation because the fallout could have significant implications, not only for CBS and Heritage, but all journalists. Former President Donald Trump spoke at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention in Nashville on Thursday night. During his speech, Trump compared the criminal indictments that he faces to the Biden administration's targeting of Christians. Catholics, I mean, they've been they're being persecuted. Catholics. But evangelicals, and they're all on the list. For all Americans, but especially for Christians, nothing is more important than to defeat this wicked system and to return to fair, equal, and impartial justice under the constitutional rule of law. Trump pledged that if he wins the 2024 presidential election, never again will federal government be used to target you, religious believers. And Trump promised to open an inquiry into every political prisoner who has been unjustly prosecuted under the Biden administration. Trump told the crowd that if president again, he will fight anti-Christian bias. Upon taking office, I will create a new federal task force on fighting anti-Christian bias. 
Trump said the task force would investigate all discrimination, harassment, and persecution against Christians in America. For more on Trump's remarks last night, you can check out today's show notes or visit DailySignal.com to read Tyler O'Neill's report on the speech. We have an update today in the case against Trump out of Fulton County, Georgia. This is the case where Trump is accused of election interference. Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis brought that case against Trump. And we learned in January, though, that Willis faces accusations of her own wrongdoing related to the case. Willis hired prosecutor Nathan Wade to be the lead prosecutor in the case. But allegations have been made that Willis had a personal romantic relationship with Wade before she hired him. A hearing was held last week before a judge to look at the facts and question Willis on when her relationship with Wade began. Willis and Wade say that their relationship began after Willis hired Wade to lead the prosecution of Trump. But a former friend and co-worker of Willis gave testimony that directly contradicts that claim. And now new information has come to light. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution reports that cell phone data shows that Wade made at least 35 trips to Willis's neighborhood before he was hired as the lead prosecutor on the case. Trump's lawyers say that the cell phone data indicates at least two times when Wade arrived at Willis's home late and didn't leave until the following morning. As the Atlanta Journal-Constitution reports, the timeline matters because if Willis and Wade were a couple before she hired him, that could be seen as a violation of anti-nepotism rules. Also, Willis and Wade have testified under oath that their relationship began in 2022. But if Trump's lawyers can prove that the relationship began before Willis hired Wade in November of 2021, that would make them guilty of perjury. And if that happened, the case against Trump might fall apart completely. But at least it would be transferred to a different prosecutor and would greatly be delayed. Stay tuned. A proposed rule out of the Biden administration would harm pro-life centers. Former Vice President Mike Pence's organization, Advancing American Freedom, issued a warning about the rule today. They said that the rule would prohibit pregnancy centers and alternative-to-abortion programs from receiving millions of dollars a year in funding. The Daily Signal's Mary Margaret Olihan broke the news on this story today, and she joins us now. Mary Margaret, thanks for being here. Thanks so much for having me. Go ahead, if you would, and explain what this proposed rule out of the Biden administration says. Yes. So this is an interesting request from these conservative groups. They want Republicans to defund the rulemaking process for the Biden administration's proposed rule, strengthening temporary assistance for needy families as a safety net and work program. And this sounds complicated, but basically that rule would prohibit pregnancy centers and alternative to abortion programs from receiving millions of dollars a year in TANF funding while directing that same funding to Planned Parenthoods and other abortion centers that are favored by the Biden administration. Okay, really, really significant. So a a number of organizations led by former Vice President Mike Pence's organization, they're waving the flag on this. They're saying, okay, something needs to be done. What are they asking lawmakers to do to block this rule? They want these lawmakers to defund the rulemaking process for the rule in upcoming appropriations bills. And they emphasize that 
depriving pregnancy resource centers of funds is just another example of President Joe Biden's administration's war on life, since we know that this is the most pro-abortion administration the United States has ever seen. Yeah, really, really critical. Well, Mary Margaret, we appreciate your reporting on this. We'll be sure to leave a link in today's show notes for readers who want to dive a little deeper into this story, but appreciate your time. Oh, thank you for having me. With that, that is going to do it for today's episode. Thanks so much for joining us on this Friday afternoon here at the Daily Signal Top News. Make sure on Monday morning after you have a fantastic weekend that you catch my conversation with Bob Woodson. Mr. Woodson is the founder of the Woodson Center and has an amazing story of working in poor communities across America with grassroots organizations that are doing the hard work of actually looking at what are the problems these communities are facing and what are real solutions to address them. Mr. Woodson contends that race has actually been a distraction from addressing real problems and real solutions facing America's poor communities. Be sure to catch that conversation on Monday morning. But over the weekend, if you have a little bit of time, take a minute to leave the Daily Signal a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you like to listen. It means so much to us and helps us spread the word to more listeners. Also, be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss out on new shows. With that, have a wonderful weekend. We will see you right back here on Monday. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. Executive producers are Rob Bluey and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen and Samantha Asheris. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.